Hi, I'm Barbara from Turn Italian. And I'm Gloria from Speak Ita. And I'm Irene from Italian in Love. And this is Expat Women Italy podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about uh, how to find uh, a job in Italy because we received an interesting comment uh, from uh, Amanda from Lolita Style on our Instagram account, which is Expat Women Italy. And uh, we really wanted to talk about this topic because at least two of us have been through this uh, and we wanted to uh, bring our own experience and talk about the job market uh, in Italy based on what we know. Uh, we apologize in advance if you hear any noises, but uh, uh, we have workers in Irene's house and in my house and uh, Barbara's dog is quite uh, agitated this morning. So you might hear someone barking or someone hammering. So apologies for that in advance. Now, <laughs> Irene, you're quite the privileged one who didn't have to look for a job in uh, Italy. But Barbara, you've been through job search in Italy, just like I did, I guess. Uh, how was it for you? Mm, surprising. <laughs> like to sugarcoat it a little bit. Okay. No, I was shocked and desperate. <laughs> yeah, but like, okay. Uh, like, I want to say this that I came in Italy after I lived and worked in the UK. Now many of you are laughing, like, okay, she's mad, like, you know, experience. I was young, <laughs> I was looking for experience. Uh, and the thing is that the things, as, as they work abroad, especially in England, they don't work like in this way in Italy, actually, they are opposite to this, right? So it was like really shocking for me. I'm just thinking like the first step which which I took in uh, in England that was the rig agency that you can look for like a temporary job or you know just like a couple of hours per week just you know just a little bit like a support yourself at the beginning and this is something which doesn't exist here in Italy or at least at, like okay I opened an agency and we spoke about show opportunity but it's like a comparing as it is organized in England, it's total rubbish, sorry for this word, but you know, it, it was really difficult because for example, I was called like, okay, so we have this position for you, like, can you be there in one hour? And I was like, okay, but I'm here at the university, you know, I just need to go back and to like, you know, change my clothes and then I can go there. Uh, oh, okay, so it doesn't matter, don't worry. Uh, and I tried more times to tell them, okay, but I'm attending the university. So really, like, can you just let me know, like, okay, is there like a possibility that I may work on that day so I can just take my clothes with me and be ready? Or, you know, or just let me know, like, you know, where to expect this job call. And no, but they didn't want to, to hear about that. So... That was quite like, wow, surprising. And especially because in Oxford, I had like a wonderful experience with regations, you know, the gentleman who was in charge, like this temporary worker, like he was amazing. He remembered all names, like, you know, and we had also every time it's like a chit chat and, you know, like you felt like a human, you know, <laughs> you, you weren't just a number, 
but you know, okay, I was Barbara and he knew that I was there alone and you know, so we had this kind of like nice conversation and yeah, and it was lovely. And he also asked about my schedule for upcoming weeks. So I was able to combine like a studies full-time job and this like a temporary job. So yeah, and it was wonderful when, which here in Italy, it's like a total opposite. And yeah, like it was really, really difficult. And it, in the end, it didn't work for me. And yeah, I was really surprised because it was the year when Expo was held here in Italy. So you might think like, wow, Expo, right? You know, like how many people do they need to work done? Like, wow. <laughs> Like I could speak about this for hours, you know, just from point like organization, organization, just they asked me to go there in the morning and they told me one gate, which is was like on the poly, then it was clear that that gate was closed at seven in the morning. So I had to call like a taxi and, you know, just to drive to the opposite part of the expo, which an expo is a huge area, it's like, you know, how many kilometers, you know, just kind of like a 10 kilometers or kind of there, you know, so people just they don't really care about you, you know, you're just like a number and they say, okay, go there. Ah, oh, sorry. Ah, oh, okay, nothing. And, you know, like that was pretty much this approach. And yeah. So I don't suggest temporary agencies. <laughs> you can find one. I have a question Barbara can ask. <laughs> so <laughs> you can. The process to get there. Then once you got a job, how was it? Sorry, I didn't get you. Oh, sorry. Um, so you, you talked about get it, the process of finding a job, right? So once you got you got your first job or first few jobs, how was your experience? Because I know you got you got a few stories there. I didn't know. Shall we speak about that? <laughs> Like, first of all, I would like to say, okay, that's my personal story. So what happened to me, it's not going to happen to you, right? Okay, so like, calm down. Okay. It doesn't have to be as bad as it was for me. You know, my first job here, it was at Lago di Garda, and I found this uh, seasonal job as a waitress. And like, as I said, I came here from the UK, so that the difference is huge, right? And we have many followers and listeners who are Britons, so hey guys, I think of you. <laughs> I really feel you. And yeah, like the problem is, like for example, the work contract, like I kept asking for work contract like for two weeks or three, yeah, three weeks. Well, I stayed there and I wasn't, I wasn't given any or at the end they like offered me this contract, but you know, there was just like a 10 hours reported, but I used to work like a 40. And it made me really scared. Okay, so I'm here alone. So what if they don't want to pay me like the my full wage? Like, what can I do, right? And we know that people like taking advantage of other people, especially as you are like a blind lady or a woman abroad. You know, there is nobody behind you. So basically they do whatever they want with you. So yeah, that was really scary and yeah, 
it didn't like it turned out pretty well because as I kept asking for this contract, I was once in the evening, at, it was like at 11 in the evening, I was told just to go. And yeah, that was the end of my seasonal job here in Italy. And a part of all the treatment, which wasn't really fair, I would say, because we were like a, I can't remember, we were like a six or seven girls in one room and in the basement and it, it wasn't really nice so and the treatment you know just, let's say that the boss like liked touching girls and you know um so but you know okay <laughs> okay okay i wasn't expecting that <laughs> you asked me I asked for it. I asked for it. I, I, I thought that we had already spoken about this because we have known each other for kind of like one year and a half, but maybe two years. So I thought that okay, okay. Sorry if it was too shocking. We can cut it down. So. I mean, you left the details out, maybe. Okay. Yeah. And and yeah, and it was like a. I guess it was like a 23rd or 25th of August. So you can imagine, right? Okay, the timing was just perfect. And I went here to Milan. I just found one room at the hostel, which was obviously fully booked because August, you know. And I started looking for a job, which is like the worst period ever to look for a job in Italy, especially in the big cities in August, because cities are empty and everybody has the sea. Uh, and yeah, so... <laughs> I have to laugh because I remember that I was walking around the Milan and I saw all these like uh, restaurants and everything closed. I was thinking, oh my God, what is happening here? Like, is it the water? <laughs> like, you know, what is happening? But then I like, slowly, slowly, I found like a cleaning job, you know, maybe a waitressing job and this kind of stuff. And then like when we were back in September, I found like a first interesting job and you know slowly slowly the things get sorted out good how about gloria well i don't have this uh, kind of experience because i my job search in italy happened when i i was still here i was born here and then before moving abroad i tried to look for something here especially because i was in a relationship and my my ex girlfriend didn't really want to move abroad so I said let's try and let's try making this relationship work especially uh, even though it didn't but so I started my, my job search and uh, it wasn't really successful because I didn't really expect to find something related to what I had studied which is uh, languages uh, more language modern languages and cultures and literatures and linguistics and everything like that and uh, so I tried to apply also for cashier jobs or waitressing job, but nothing. And I was told that um, if people, maybe in a supermarket or a restaurant or a cafe, see that you have a degree, they immediately uh, cross you out from their list because they think that you're going to leave, of course. So I got no job like that, but I, I did something like sporadically, uh, in a in a gym, which wasn't which, which it was okay, uh, very few hours, like very 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 few hours, but it was not that bad. It was money at the end of the day, and um, 
what did I do then? I, I kept on, well, I began teaching when I was uh, completing my master's. And then I stayed in the teaching sector for you know, my life, I guess, the teaching and translating sector. The sad thing was that uh, if I wanted to work in that area, in that field, uh, I had to provide work for myself. So schools were a nightmare. There's, um, I studied as, a, as an Italian teacher. So I, in theory, there's plenty of work for us, teachers of Italian for foreigners, because schools are playing full with uh, children who come from abroad and need language assistance, but uh, schools don't want to pay anything. There are no funds. So I had to provide work for myself and do the so-called ripetizioni, which is a homework support. Or then I got a grant, a work grant to work at, a, in an, at an after-school program, but I was lucky enough to find a, work, find a job as a, uh, an Italian and English teacher at a local language school. But when I was, looking for jobs, I, I remember there were so many requirements, uh, which I think they're impossible to meet. I mean, you want me to have a degree, you want me to be younger than that age, but you also want me to have this many years of experience. How is that even possible? And you also want me to speak this and that language fluently. I mean, come on, we have to start somewhere. And that was so unrealistic. And um, I remember there was, um, Barbara uh, talked about a waiter and sane and clean and cleaning jobs. Even the office sector was not um, was not better than uh, the the waiter and sane job because I remember one uh, dear friend of my ex girlfriend. He was in a in a um, marketing agency and they used to pay her with um, buoni pasto coupons, and they told her, hey. You gain experience. Hi, stay with us. And, and this is, I know this is a reality for many people working in an office here. They give, they offer you an internship, they pay you with, uh, maybe they pay you 600, 800 if you're lucky, 600 euros per month, 800. Like Interview, 800. I, I have never heard this. Sorry, Gloria, but I remember this. I went for an interview for this agency, and this agency does all like a marketing stuff for one big cosmetic brand, like the most famous Italian one, right? Mm -hmm. I was offered 300 euros. 300. Seriously. Are you joking? Oh my God. No. And I have also some friends and they work in fashion industry. And we know that here in Italy, they're like, you know, some big brands are based and they don't pay initially your first three months because you're lucky to work for them, to gain experience with them, right? Seriously. And I know this guy and he has been working in this field for like one year and a half. Like initially he wasn't paying any money on me one pasta. So good tickets. And then he got kind of like a 400 euros. Okay. And only after that, like this one year and how he like a starting receiving or proper salary. 
and I still think that he is really, really lucky to be in this position because what these big companies do, they hire somebody for three, six, four months, and then once the internship is done, like bye bye, you know. And it doesn't matter if you work well, okay? It really doesn't matter because there are so many skilled people here who can do the job. Just it just doesn't matter. You just doesn't count the person here. Like, I'm really sorry for this word. I don't want to be pessimistic, you know. But this is like a reality of Italian job market. And, and I think that if you are an young expert and you are alone and you are deciding if, whether to move here or not, you would like to be aware about the situation. I agree. Be, because this is the reality, right? And even like, even think, okay, so I have native speaker, you know, and whatever, and I have my degree, like, okay, cool, nice, but you know, there are like a hundred and thousands other people like you, like, why should we hire you? Why should we pay you, right? And think about this, there will like, always there will be at least one person who is like a desperate for experience, but desperate in like a good way, you know, in a positive way that maybe they are in a position that they can just, you know, work for free because there is somebody who may support them you know it, it happens like this is the reality okay so there's like a no pressure on this companies to be to play kind of like a little bit fair play you know <laughs> game so yeah i mean yeah i feel sad to offer just this uh vision but I mean, uh, this is how reality is, and the best thing to do is to be prepared for what might come. I know that uh, one sector, right, is never going to die. Well, I don't want to say never, but a sector which is particularly uh, alive in this, in, and it was alive back then and is still alive, is the private insurance company sector. Okay, they hire you, but they uh, make you open up your partita IVA, but it's still a, you know, a dynamic, dynamic sector. It never stops working, and it's the it's called the multi-level marketing, I guess, system. So these systems are never going to die. Probably, if you want to do something like this, that you have a good um, chance to to find work and to be supported because there are people working in the same sector as you, and you you have a team working with you. I know it from my from my cousin's experience. She. She still works for an insurance agency, and this is how she started. Uh, but then, I don't know many other sectors uh, I can recommend for people who arrive here and want to look for jobs. Probably, I guess it's something we, Barbara and I, uh, talked about uh, at our past webinar. If uh, English is your first language while you have your doors open, everyone will want to learn English from you. And your, uh, your first language can also be uh, an asset because you might also find, uh, find a job in the translator, translation field. So never underestimate the power of your first or second and third language because it can always help you. And um, I don't know if Irina has um, some advice for, uh, for people wanting to look for jobs because we don't really want to be negative, but. Uh, Reality is that the job market in Italy is quite tough, and uh, we have to be prepared and we have to look for uh, options uh, to support ourselves. Maybe if I can just 
add this little thing <laughs> sorry for interrupting here <laughs> yeah um like as a true if you are looking for a job that english is certain new way to do but at the same time like i wouldn't go to work for schools because the pay you are offered is just ridiculous like it, as a native speaker you will be offered probably like a 10 15 euros maximum by the school who will charge kind of like a 30 or 40 euros per lesson with you mm -hmm. So maybe I would just suggest to look for your own clients and even a bit better if you can like uh, have your niche job already with you, right? So maybe just start giving the lessons even back home, you know, just try to move online as much as possible. Or the other way how to look for a job and get a job in Intel like to be hired by, uh, by companies which are based in Italy. But you know, from abroad, that might help, okay? Because there are many, especially around big cities and suburbs. You know, Florence is famous for that, but like, do it back from home. Like, I don't expect you to arrive here in Italy and get hired by these companies, okay? It's really, really rare. Okay. Yeah. I don't know, Irene, if you can want to add something, maybe some advice for, uh, for people looking for jobs. Uh, uh, Barbara already said, uh, you know, the fact of being hired from companies, I don't know, American company or English company, but they're based in Italy. I think that's a good idea in terms of salary, because you wouldn't get an Italian salary, but you would get, you know, their, what they pay in their own country. Um, and... And yeah, and maybe you, you at the beginning, you don't need as much Italian as you might need if you get a job in an Italian company, because maybe they deal more with foreign markets. Um, yeah, and maybe online, online, you know, the new world is all online. So freelancing is always, is always an option. It's not easy, obviously, because we know that <laughs> we all do that. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not that easy but uh yeah just figure out what your kind of your what's your potential as gloria was mm -hmm. saying your languages never underestimate if you're an english speaker what you can do with your language or a start maybe small um and try to figure out what's the best way to to get where you want to get also, if I may add something, oh, speaking about languages, man, we can uh, we can finish this episode maybe on a more positive note. Uh, never underestimate your uh, your first or second language, uh, regardless of what it is. What can it be? English, French, Spanish, uh, German? Because the reality is that kids in Italy don't really learn how to speak languages, and I think we talked about it in our in our past episode. So you might quite easily find uh, parents uh, who desperately want their kids to speak English fluently or French fluently because in schools they focus on grammar. So if you speak uh, one of these languages which are taught in Italian schools and you can easily help the kids to understand uh, the language better and speak it better and uh, actually learn more than what they learn in schools. So, uh, 
this is a really huge potential uh, if you want to use your first uh, language to work in Italy. Never underestimated the power of uh, desperate parents who wanted to make their children understand English or French or Spanish or German. Thanks for listening to Expert Women Italy podcast. Feel free to subscribe, rate, comment, and reach out at uh, expertwomenitaly at gmail.com. We'd be happy to read you. Bye.